Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. Best Batman. Best Batman. Without me thinking twice about it. Hmm. I'm eating almonds. Go ahead. Almonds or almonds? These are almonds. Oh. Um, Best Batman of almond times. I am of the era of Christopher Nolan. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so it should be Michael Keaton and or Val Kilmer and or George Clooney. But come on. No. Val Kilmer. George Clooney. Val Kilmer. Not bad. Oh, did you know that uh, Joel Schumacher died? The director. No. Uh, the director. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's hard to sound shocked when you've got a mouthful of almonds. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. Uh, did Batman's- you do Back to the Future? Ba- no, that was uh, Zemeckis. Was it? Joel Schumacher did Batman Forever and. Batman he did the rock and too, Robin. Didn't he? No, that was no Michael that's Bay. Michael Bay. Get your sort your life out, sir. Okay. Go ahead. So I, I like Christian Bell. Who who's your Batman? I, I gotta admit, I think Michael Keaton really encompassed all the range of, of the Batman character. But I I I I love Christian Bell. I think him and Michael Michael Keaton are tied. I'm very interested in seeing what the Patterson kid's gonna do with it. Pattinson? Did I say Patterson? Yeah, you Matt said Pattinson. Patterson. Pat- Pattinson. Yes, Pat- Pattinson. Team Edward. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen him in a few things. He's going to be in the upcoming Tenant if it ever does come out due to Tenet's coronavirus. Tenant's already out. No, it's not. Tenant's already out and you've seen it. You just don't remember it. <laughs> it's because I've gone backwards in time. You've I don't gone remember backwards it. in time. Um. Cool. Um. You know that Michael Keaton is supposedly going to star in the Flash movie, Flashpoint version as Batman in that universe of Batman. I did not. I did not know that. He is a. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen nowadays? He's going to be old Batman. He's signed on as Batman from that universe. Yes, because Flashpoint. You know, the whole thing with Flashpoint is multi multiverses. You're saying that words. You said flashpoint <laughs> multiverses, and I don't know what those are. Those are those terms. Do you need to are watch? Those- uh, you need to read Flashpoint, the comic series. I, then I'm not reading comics. I I have. You've never read a uh, comic. I read the old Batman comics back Archie, in the eighties. Archie and Jughead. I never read Archie. Highly and Jughead. recommended from me. I uh, love Archie uh, and Jughead. Why? Some high school drama. You might as well be watching Glee. Fault. Oh, apparently one of those uh, actresses like just disappeared on her boat out in the ocean. She was on. She rented a boat somewhere, and and they found her like four year old son, but like she's gone. Like she fell off the boat. That's sad. Uh, one thing I said saw the the boy said that like like a four year old child. I I don't remember being four years old, but I have like one memory, and it's depressing. McDonald's. I don't. Remember, I don't. <laughs> The ball pit. It's the ball pit at McDonald's. <laughs> the ball pit. That's all I remember. 
No, the memory I have, I'll tell you. It's my parents not picking me up in time, and I thought the world was ending. <laughs> don't so, don't forget okay. or not pick up your four-year-old child when he's he literally he at school for the first time, and he's sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, <laughs> and your parents are like, oh, sorry, we're going to be about 30 minutes late. For a four-year-old, end of the world. <laughs> So they just, you just thought it, they just forgot you. They were just late. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Uh-huh. Laugh. Yeah. Uh, Who's laughing? I'm not laughing. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Do you have some banter? Maybe some banter will make you feel better. Uh, sadly, another RIP, Paul Vasquez. Who's Do you that? remember Double Rainbow, man? Double Rainbow. Now, this was some uh, time ago. This was like last month. Do you remember the Double Rainbow guy? Yeah. Dead. He's passed away. Really? really? He was only 57. What'd he die from? Um, I think he was kind of just in bad shape. But I think he just kind of, yeah, he was kind of out of shape looking. Uh, that's That might be terrible <laughs> to say. <laughs> I, you look at me, no, I'm very that. out of shape looking. You can, as a no, fellow, you have a shape. As a, you have a shape, it's just round. As a fellow out of shaper. Uh, as a yeah. shaper. But he was very excited about the double rainbow. I mean, he was in tears over there. Whoa, that's a full rainbow. All the way. Double rainbow. Oh, my God. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa, that's so intense. Now that dude was definitely probably tripping on some mushrooms or something. Don't say that. Mushrooms are oh, they're a fungus that made him a fun guy. Mm, That was good. Uh, Are we talking about your recent uh, life-changing experience in terms of your? Yes. Are we going to talk about that? You can. Okay, so, well, you want me to talk about your experience? I'll sure, tell you tell everyone about my experience. So, <clears throat> so Gabi recently went to the doctor and found out that he is expecting to no longer be employed. Because apparently to be a truck driver, you have to be in shape. Like, you have to be somewhat healthy. Surprising, no? <laughs> have you seen the truck drivers? Yes. yes, well, apparently you cannot have a thing called hypertension. And so they told Gobby that That's he had made a few up. months. That's a myth. Yeah. I mean, come on. Tension, hypertension, the whole thing sounds weird. Sounds weird. Uh, they told Gobby he had a few months to get back in shape, and Gobby decided, you know what? I think I'll take that time and do, and just treat yourself. Treat yourself, bro. And so now Gobby is unemployed. Um, correct. Um Fine. Uh, yeah, I went to the doctor. So if you have a CDL Class A license, I guess Class B too. But I'm, it's a Class I'm, C driver's license. I'm That's a what Class that A. For. Class A is like you know Jack A, but with you know a, 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 what's that accent mark over the uh, E? The yeah. I'm a, have a Class A license, and you have to get if you are in really good shape, you only have to go in for a physical like every two years. But the lady, the doctor, the doctor last year, <laughs> she took one look at me and she's like, yeah, you're going to need to come in next year, too, because I'm worried about you. So I come in this year and the doctor is like, and I got this doctor. He was real like 
all into like trying to save my life and stuff. <laughs> He's like, look, man, you need to get off that truck. It's killing you. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I eat to stay awake so I don't crash 80,000 pounds into another car. He's like, yeah, you need to stop that. Your blood pressure. Well, to, to, to qualify, to qualify for at least another year, it's doctor's discretion if it's two years. For another year for your CDL, your blood pressure has to be 140 over 90. I was 146 over 80 something. So my bottom number was high diastolic. My systolic was high, I think. Maybe reverse, whatever that is. He's like, so we're going to give you three months. You get three months basically to get your blood pressure under control via medicine and or losing weight. And if you fail in those three months, then you lose your license. Well, I've been wanting to get off the truck for a while because, A, I know it's killing me. B, it's killing me because my schedule is ridiculous. I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and drive 12 to 14 hours a day. On a lucky day, I might get off 10 hours early. I mean, not 10 hours early, a 10-hour day. And so uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I, I call my wife, Gina. I say, babe, doctor said this job's killing me. I'm fat. Which, I mean, I didn't need a doctor to tell me that. I'm like agreeing with him the whole time. I'm like, yes, sir. I know. I understand, sir. Yes, I'm extremely morbidly obese. I mean, it's in the name. Morbidly. It's like deadly, right? I'm deadly obese. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I need to lose weight. I need to get my blood pressure under control. He said the best way to get your blood pressure under control is to lose weight. And or go to the doctor and get some better medicine. But I'm like, no. Forget that. I've saved up some money. I quit. I'm either going to get me another job or I'm going to take these next three months and I'm going to get myself in shape enough to qualify in three months for my yearly or two yearly license. So that's what I've done. I'm unemployed, bro, and I'm loving every minute of it. But you've also made some other changes. You're on a complete plant-based diet. My wife, Gina, has put me... I don't know why I keep saying my wife. Gina has put me on a plant-based diet. My wife. My, I'm very... I'm heavily influenced by Borat. <laughs> From 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, if I, I'm nothing if not timely. So, uh, yes. I'm eating nothing but beans veggies, fruits, avocados. That's my life now. Fortunately, alcohol is still plant-based, but I've cut back severely on alcohol as well. Yeah, you got off the truck and you got on the wagon. <laughs> so you, you, have, you, have, you have greatly reduced your alcohol content. I haven't had a hard whiskey, uh, vodka, or anything in like three weeks. I've had a few beers. Wow. But I'm not drinking That's anything hard. That's like water. No, I bought some Michelob Ultra. And my wife was like, That's like water. I'm like, No, I know. Like, I can drink a 12 pack and not feel bust. <laughs> That's wrong. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say Michelob is very light? It's very light. Well, good for you. You're making changes. You're shaking things up. I'm trying. It's not easy. It's not fun, but I'm trying. I know, but you're doing it. You're doing it, though. It's what it is, what it takes. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it well. It's right. So, uh, it just don't dawned on me. 
since you interrupted the intro, that this is the Board Game Snobs podcast. This is a podcast not about And welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast. <laughs> it's about board games. We just kind of got sidetracked there for a moment. Uh, we were going to talk about a game. Uh, what game Which we're one? Talk about? Uh, oh, I'll tell you what, because you're t- talking about trucking makes me think about hauling things, which makes me think about freight, which makes me think about Scorpius Freighter, hard merge. Mm, nice. Let me tell you about Scorpius Freighter. All right. So Scorpius Freighter is Scorpius a- Maximus. A- yeah. And there's no scorpions in the game. <clears throat> mm, disappointing. So essentially, this game is nothing but a player board and then three Rondales. That's These my Rondales boy, Rondale. Are operated by these little ships that aren't your ships. They're like the 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 popo. They're like the police Everybody, ships, right? Everybody's ships. And on your turn, you select one of these three ships and you move it one or two spaces around the rondelle, and wherever it lands, you do that action. And you're a freighter, and so your whole game is putting these tiles that represent more storage or more. I'm less a freighter now that I'm losing weight of dying. Less a freighter yes. of dying. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for you to get it, zoinka, get it out of your <laughs> Just get it out of your system right now. That's Scorpius Freighter by AEG. So you select this freighter. You move it around to its at one or two spaces. You do the action. The action is put cubes on your mat. Sell those cubes to a contract or put other uh, tiles onto your little shipboard that allows you to do other things. So it's very, very... It's just very uh boring. I don't okay, I don't want to say boring. More like unintuitive. An un no, it's intuitive. Let's see. What's the synonym for pick up and deliver? Oh, boring. Uh it's it's like it's basically ambient the game. Uh it's very <laughs> it's very muted the colors. I'm having a hard time going to sleep, Jerry. What you got? I've got some Scorpius Freighter for you. Take two, and oh, yeah. I'll see you in the morning. By, by that third rondelle, I'm asleep. <laughs> just, that's how I get to sleep at night. I just count rondelles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You got Shipyard, Scorpius Freighter. Uh, Trajan. Look. Pick up and deliver is not our genre of games. We have yet to find anything other than Zaya, possibly Yukon Airways, if you count that, even though it has many other mechanics that make that game interesting. But just straight up pick up and deliver? Hmm. I just, someone said on our, it was either my, I think it was either the, I think it was the Instagram post, like the, the OG, what's the one that Eric Summer is all about? Oh, Venus, Merchants of Venus. Venus. Merchants of Venus are like, that one's like, you need to do that. I'm like, I just, we just don't like pick up and deliver. Venus if- Merchants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, that's, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Is it Merchants of Venus I or Venus I think it's Merchants? Merchants of Venus. I thought it was Venus Merchants. I, no. I can't remember. <laughs> it's that in the weird. M's. Merchants okay. of Venus. Okay, Merchants of Venus. So it's just not our it's not our genre. We we just need to stop trying. But you could say Venus Merchants, and it would be the same thing because it's it is literally of the same thing. But no, you could be a merchant of Venus, 
But a Venus, Venus merchant just means you dwell in the uh, exchange of Venuses. Yeah, it's also those are the lady razors, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Like okay, making sure. Closely shaved. Who, who wants to play a game where you're just delivering straight razors to aliens? <laughs> I don't know. Not me. Not me. I'm out. And Scorpius Freighter. I'm out. One of those games that I had played with it beforehand, learned it, messed around by by just completing the game myself and, and just kind of soloing it, just seeing what it was like. And I realized the game is functional. Don't get me wrong. It's very easy to learn. If you like rondelles, if you like going around in a circle and just <laughs> doing stuff. like If, if you're that, elliptical in nature, you'll yes. love this game. If, if, if going into orbit is something that you... <laughs> if, if you see a merry-go-round and you just can't help yourself, then this game is for you. All you If your weirdos. name is Alan Shepard... This game might be for you. <laughs> oh, choke me up there. Sorry. Uh, oh my. I got the right yeah. stuff. It's just not. It just this wasn't. This game does not there have was the right nothing stuff. Nothing new. Nothing new. You go to a spot, you collect stuff, you ship it. Uh, this. I was severely disappointed because, like, several people said, like, they enjoyed this game. And I'm like, let's check it out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought about that. So there's two. There's two. Two things. Gordhead. One because this was recommended by us by some listeners. So there's two. There's one of two things. Either either one, our <laughs> listeners are are not very. Two things. You know, two things. There's one of two things. Okay. Either our listeners are very much misinformed, or that can't be because there are listeners. Or they they did enjoy the game, but they're, they're just... I think this is a good next step game. Like, this is a game that could be easily taught to people who are to introduce them into rondelles and to, oh, look, here's your player board. Oh, look, all the actions on there. The game was very easy to learn, very easy to play. Everything was streamlined. Everything was intuitive. It was just very easy to look out and know what you should do. And none of the decisions were that interesting. And nor was the theme present. And so it was just a cue-pushing Rondell game that I think that beginners would really enjoy. But for everybody else who are medium-weight Euro fans or they've moved past and they really like Ameritrash games that have a strong theme, ignore this game. But if you're looking for a game that's... That's next step, something you could get other people to play that are new into the hobby, then this is certainly an a, a easy recommend, recommendation to make. But everybody else can just easily overlook this very drab, very uh, mundane Rondale. Well, that goes nicely with one of our faithful listeners constantly sends in good emails with topic of conversations that we desperately need because we just get on here and start blathering. Who? Blathering? Who? Lin- l- no. We blather. You blather. We blather? Blather. I lather. I lather. Anytime I'm washing I my do hands. lather. 18 seconds of lathering these days. 20. Or is it 20? 20 seconds. Oh, You're dying. But it's two you're seconds. Just it 18 seconds. <laughs> That's my question. It's like 19 seconds and you're dead? <laughs> no. You need to one yeah, extra second. That's 
Now, that is that is, is that twenty seconds of lathering, or is that eighteen seconds of lathering, two seconds of rinse? Uh, no, it's it's a solid twenty seconds of your hands underwater. So your hands Under- are supposed to be underwater the whole time. Then how do you yes. lather underwater? No, you lather first, and then you rinse them off for twenty seconds. It's how like many, the new how many seconds <laughs> of lathering? I thought the uh, lathering was what killed the virus, the friction. No, 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 no. Oh, lathering oh just... I've been so misinformed. I'm dying, Jerry. First off, what you should do, what you should do is, number one, research Vladimir Suchi's new game, Underwater Phalanges. <laughs> and then what you do is you lather up and you lather till you're done. Like it's it's obviously well lathered. And after you're well lathered, then you stick it underwater, your hands underwater for 20 but seconds. But I'd rather not lather. You have to lather or you'll end up blathering on about not <laughs> lathering on our podcast. But okay, so it's lather then rinse for 20 seconds. Hands I, underwater for 20 seconds? I thought the whole process was lathering and rinsing for 20 seconds. I, I would rather talk about lathering leather, later. You'd rather blather rather about lathering talk. later. <laughs> right. Right. Please. Who's your okay. favorite newscaster? Dan Rather. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I served it up and you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, get to the... Did you but, say something about uh, emails? Along those lines of Scorpius Freighter being the next step, uh, Lindsay, of course, wrote in as a... she's Her title was Gamer Wife. So she came in to her relationship not a gamer. Eric was a gamer. Uh, he was... She said she grew up with Mousetrap, Monopoly. No, wait. She said I grew up with Mousetrap and Monopoly Gaming wasn't something I was aware of until I met Eric 10 years ago. Eric was into magic and other things. I'm trying to paraphrase. What, Magic the Gathering or just magic? (laughs) (laughs) I like that Eric. He was really into David Blaine. That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) He would just go out there trying to, like, watching all those David Blaine, Chris Angel, Mind Freak, (laughs) jumping the Grand Canyon, making the... Do you remember when Copperfield made the, like, the Statue of Liberty disappear? Yes. you remember that mess? Yes. Okay, I, I recently watched like that uh, that Blaine guy do this thing where he supposedly jumped the Grand Canyon and wound up in a cage Wait, that was hovering David over David Blaine airplane. jumped the Grand Canyon? You're thinking Evil yeah. Knievel. No, Those are two no. different styles. No, no, Blaine did. Blaine what did, did he jump it on? On a, he, on a go-kart, and then he disappeared and appeared oh, into a gosh. cage that was hovering from a, a helicopter. It's so corny. I can't help so it. I, just, I can't. David Blaine often blows my mind, but some of the stuff I just can't handle. I just imagine Eric, like, one day Lindsay's looking for him, and he disappears, and he's at the theater <laughs> watching, watching Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Where is he? And then he pounces back. So I'm but, assuming but Magic her, the Gathering. Magic no, the... Magic? Ma- magic the Lathering. <laughs> I... Write this down. Write this down. If you're listening, this is good stuff. Cards that have a film of soap on them so that as you're playing them, your hands lather up and you for, can do some for, personal grooming at the same for, time. It's for all it those gamers that refuse odor. to take a shower. It solves the body odor thing. Magic the lathering cards for all of your obese Magic the Gathering <laughs> players who refuse to wash coming this, uh. this fall. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. Go ahead. Continue. 
so her her the gist of her email was she wasn't into gaming, but Eric got her into gaming by means of a process, and there's things you can do so that you don't overwhelm your significant other. You want to get them into gaming, right? Right, right Jerry. Right. Yes, I yes, I'd rather them game. She says my first recommendation as being on the other side is to meet them where they are. If they like simple games right now, then keep playing those simple games. I know they can be boring to us as gamers, but it will establish a good feeling that they will associate with gaming. You can always play your heavier, nerdier stuff with your game group. Second, make sure that you find themes that they will enjoy and mechanics that they fit that fit their personality. She said Eric looked for farming science games and avoided like the space monster fantasy things because I am not drawn to that. That makes sense. So it's like, that goes for me as well. Like I'm really into, well, like all this stuff. Gina, none of it. <laughs> she wants none of it. So I like, there's very specific, like she enjoyed point salad. Very, you know, uh, trick taking, uh, card set collection type thing. Something she can relate to. Her dad's a vegetable farmer. He loves farming. So she she was into that. Uh, she said, Eric looked for... Okay. Third, try to involve them in exploring new games or the game buying experience and figure out what they like. Perhaps there's a theme they're drawn to and it's just another way to envelop them in the hobby. Fourth, approach them at the right time or offer to do something for them in exchange for playing a game. Like making dinner or washing the dishes. Never. Blackmail. Never. <laughs> Never will I wash the dishes. Actually, I wash the dishes all the time. Actually, this is my thing. I often tell Gina, our house gets dirty, I feel like, from the kitchen onward. You keep the kitchen clean. I feel like the house is clean. Do you feel that way? How do you feel? That if the kitchen's clean, the house is clean? I like to me, like if the kitchen gets dirty in our home, if the kitchen gets dirty, it just goes from there. So me and Gina really try to keep the kitchen like the dishes washed, things put up, because if the kitchen gets cluttered, it's like, oh, the house is dirty. Then we kind of just let everything else go from there. Okay, so after she says uh, exchange for playing a game like making dinner or washing the dishes, she says, sometimes I felt too tired to think at night, but I usually enjoyed morning, midday, or afternoon games on the weekend when nothing else was going on. I'm kind of the same way. It's like late in the evenings, especially on a weekday. I don't play on a weekday because I'm working. But uh, weekends, whatever, I'm good to go. Rainy days, canceled plans, pandemics, all great times to try and make your wife into a gamer. or And that was in her case or, you know, whoever, significant other. She said, fifth, this tactic won't work with everyone, but if they're health conscious or just want to keep mentally sharp, I'd tout the mental exercise as aspect of gaming. I view the hobby almost like an exercise regimen that helps me to expand my mind's agility and ability to navigate and balance thoughts. Obviously, this won't be too rigorous with lighter games, but if they stick with it, then you'll find yourself playing heavier games over time. Hopefully. And... I guess this is her last point. Six, keep playtime around an hour. This may be a personal preference, but I get ants in my pants. We'll stop playing outside in the dirt, Lindsay. After 90 minutes and I feel like I'm wasting my day gaming. How dare you? You never waste your day gaming. Do you feel like you ever wasted your day gaming, Jerry? Me? Yes. Mm, no. 
I don't when she said, when I feel like I could be doing productive things, what else are you going to do? Plant some vegetables? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't. Clean the house? Gaming is not, not a waste of time. No. I disagree. I mean, I agree. Yes. Right. Lindsay, Lindsay, we disagree with you. If it's beyond 90 minutes, if it's a good game, you're good to go. Just keep playing. But other than that, I would say all these are very valid points. She says, learning mechanics is like learning a new language. The more games we played, the easier it became for me to learn new games and explore the hobby because I could pick up the rules faster. And that makes sense. It's like the more games you play, like whether you're playing Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne, Catan, it's like especially these you know entry-level games, the more of them you play, you get familiar with worker placement, dice placement, uh rondells bidding etc etc and then you're you're good to go well i don't know about i really don't feel like converting people to board gaming it's hard mainly because it people have to buy in to that type of entertainment my wife has often said that she doesn't like board gaming because she doesn't want to think to relax like it's not relaxing that's what gina says and I find that to be, I don't know, I, 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 I'm completely wired differently, so it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know how you get around that other than playing something that's particularly mind, mindless, that the interactions are very well already, you know, determined for the most part. You might as well be doing a puzzle. And I just, I don't like that, and it's I find that to be difficult play and so it's like you know you're stuck between a rock and a hard place gina's the same way like we like she likes i mean basically she likes all the quote-unquote gateway games she'll play ticket to ride she'll play the crew now i've got her into that she likes um what's the one with tiles everybody plays not the tiles azul azul she likes azul but uh she's never gonna play barrage with me she's never gonna play ragusa with me and i I just i may not i have accepted that i just reserve those games for me and jerry and enrique and whoever else happens to come along mike and crystal that's fine and that's why i'm also uh, that's why i've also got into solo games i try to get games that also have a solo you know variant so that i can play the game by myself enjoy it learn it and then when i'm able to have people that play the game, then we're good to go. Right. I, I I just, I don't know. It's hard to get people into gaming. I think it's hard to get into gaming. I, I think that either you're... I think either you're... What's the word? There's a word for it. Either you're... you're, you're when you figure it out, you're going to enjoy it, or you're not. Like Mike and Crystal. Like the first time I showed Mike, uh, we played... What did we play? The White Castle. What's the White Castle game? Is it White Castle? No, you're not getting yeah, burgers. Like Her- you're not getting Harold burgers. and Kumar. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? You're picking you're up about white. Me and white Mike Chapel. went out to eat some burgers. <laughs> he really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go play some Chick Fil A. No, uh, uh, you're talking about White Chapel. White Chapel, not White Castle. Yes, White Chapel. Letters are from White Chapel. Like, that's the first game. Like, Mike came over. I'm like, let me show you this game. Mike was enamored by it. And then I showed him. And that's not really like, I mean, that's like a, that's not a 
euro that's not a that's any genre except for hidden movement but he was he was taken by it is it taken a word <laughs> taken yeah, taken he was taken i will find you i will kill you but fortunately nobody killed mike and he continues to play games with me like we played Whitechapel, Letters from Whitechapel, and he's been into it since. He's bought games. He's got his wife into it, Crystal, and they're just into it. As opposed to Gina, I've tried to play. I played Letters from Whitechapel with her. She did not enjoy it. Like, just I think you're either geared towards it or you're not. It's just kind of that simple. It's very. I would say it's probably going to be very rare that you actually turn somebody that's not geared towards or, or interested into modern board gaming unless you're eric and no magic but i know i think it's just like any other sport or hobby it's like golfing like you you go golfing one time and you know whether it's going to be for you or not i'm more of a it's, frolfer frolfer you frolfer mean? i'm into frisbee golf oh is that a thing have you been frolfing golfing yes <laughs> I've never frothed. Don't you throw the little disc and you chase it? What? How do yes. you? Dis, how do you? How do you golf? Disc? Disc golf? You toss that frisbee and there's like a instead of a hole in the ground, there's a cage up in the air, and if you throw it, it's like a, a basketball net, but for your frisbee. If you toss it in there, you score. It's pretty good. I, I like frisbee golf, but I'm not frothing at the mouth to play. Gina's, so there's not a lot, not a lot of walking involved with it. No, there is. There is. Oh. Yeah, it's very, in fact, it's very similar to golf, except instead of hitting a ball with a golf golf stick. <laughs> a golf stick? Yeah. A stick of golf? A I know what you're talking about. Instead of swinging at a ball with a stick, you're throwing a discus with your arms and hands. And a discus? Yes. I've played <laughs> both. My- I've played both. I, I still prefer uh, regular golf. I tore my meniscus throwing a discus. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, Lindsay, for writing in. Thank you for being who you are. Eric, I just keep that magic going, man. Keep that magic going. Eric, uh, hold on tight, bro. Hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to ruin it for you, but you better uh, not screw up. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted uh, to say, as for our podcast with Bubba, uh, our yeah, our really recent can't... one with uh, where we discussed uh, classics. Yeah, yeah, God, and he declares that Hitler's a classic. I can't <laughs> believe you can't ever you can't bring Bubba on without him saying something. And I really like that we're getting together for a podcast, and I get the third degree. Okay, Jerry, be mindful of what you say. Don't look at us canceled. Blah 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 blah. And then like five minutes in. <laughs> Bubba starts talking about Hitler. That's Bubba. Uh, Bill Jazzer said, overall, Bubba's contribution was very insightful. But he goes on to mention uh, how Bubba was talking about you know literature. He said, Moby Dick, the book, is instructive on the classic discussion. It was considered a failure when published in the 1920s. British literary critics discovered, quote unquote, discovered the novel and declared it the greatest American novel. Do you remember Moby? The uh, techno guy? Yes. The bald guy? Yes, very much. Because he's, he, Stranger Things, season one, he sings like the last song. And it's it, it hit me and I cry every time I hear that song. What song? It's like uh, oh, something about crossing the ocean. 
but it's extremely effective in making me cry. Well, the, anything's effective in making you cry. I mean, is it just a, was it was it when they? It's called rescued- when it's cold out. When it's cold, I'd like to die. When it's cold, I like to die. Well, by, I mean, Moby. by Moby. When when uh when uh Hopper is doing CPR on a uh, wheel at the end. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things season one spoilers. Forgive me. It's 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 Moby singing when it's cold. I'd like to die at the end of that episode, and yes, it gets me every time. I, mm. I to this day, I listen to that song. I cry. Oh, okay. Do you cry, Jerry? Uh, I. When was the last time you cried? I got. Uh, I was mixing some silicone, <laughs> and it has a very strong ammonia smell, and it kind of welted my eyes up uh-huh. a little bit. Chopping some but, onions. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, no, I don't have much in the way. You of, never cried. Uh, very no, emotionally, you never cried. Not I'm not talking I, about onions or uh I silicone. Recall the last time I shed tears. I I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, I know this about you. I know you have emotional issues. I don't have issues. You have issues. It's not normal not to issues. cry. I don't. It's, okay. It's just, I hate I'll to just, go here. Oh. I hate to go here. When your father died, did you cry? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what? I mean, like, is that a thing? <laughs> Do you have to cry? Are you required to cry? I guess not. I guess not. But most people do. Okay. What I mean, is there anything that makes you like? Oh my god! I don't even know where to go with this. Do you not get sad and cry? No, I mean I guess. What about sad. a puppy? I mean, like, like if you had a puppy that died, would you cry? No, I've had puppies, and dogs, and such, but not nothing. I, I th- this is that's all why I, this is why this is why I'm the heart of the show. You're the mind and attitude of the show. <laughs> I guess. I don't think, I just don't, I don't know. You're trying to turn this show I'm around. I'm not on trying me. to turn this on you. I'm just letting people know the ins and outs of the board game snobs. Send us a Jerry email. doesn't cry. Board game snobs at gmail.com. Tell us what makes you cry. <laughs> Do you, did you cry at your parents' funeral? Let us know. Send us an email <laughs> regarding, uh, that's, that's dark, Gobby. Even I know <laughs> better than that. I tell you what, you and Bubba have really <laughs> gone off the rails here lately. Bubba and his History Channel, and you just Ooh. making flippant remarks about people's parents dying. Yeah, you've had I a truly- parent die. I've had a parent die. One of us cried. Guess who it was? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you emotionally shame me just because I am empty inside? How dare you? I see a kitty cat and start crying and I can't stop. <laughs> I know. I know. I know this about you. And I'm the one with the problem. Uh, so, so, yes. Yes. Go ahead. We're both messed up emotionally. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's opposite it makes, ends of the spectrum. <laughs> it makes for a great podcast. Oh, and that's going to do it for this one. Yes. 
Yes, it is. Gobby's going to go Until sit ne- in the corner <laughs> and I'm going to go pet my kitty cat and cry. And Jerry's While gonna... listening to Moby. <laughs> Just to... While it's cold outside, I'd like to die. While it's cold, I'd like to die. Look it up. It'll make you cry. Until next time, I'm Gabby. This is Jerry. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.